Thanks for joining us here in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Can we have a hand for the worship team? Is that not awesome? Thank you, Rod. And also, let's, let's applaud the men and women who've served this country as well. Thank you. So listen, in case any of you ever get the opportunity to come up here, kindly request to your pastor that you not have to go after Pastor Lee Redfern. There were some big shoes to fill, folks. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for your word. Thank you for the Bible. That's nothing but truth from cover to cover. Open the hearts in this room today for your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. July 4th. 1776, Declaration of Independence, birthday of the freedom of the United States of America. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, and a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Men endowed by their creator. You see, men that made this document had it right, church. Before you get to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it had to be endowed by the Creator. So, what's happening? Romans chapter 1, verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, 
boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So you see what happens when you leave out God. This is what the world's gonna look like. But I'm not here today to talk about the freedom of the United States of America because like anything worldly, that changes. I'm here to talk about the freedom we have in Christ because that never changes. And folks, if we don't get that right, everything else is meaningless. It means absolutely nothing if we miss that. Galatians. You don't have to follow me. I'm gonna move quickly through the scriptures, so good luck keeping up. Galatians chapter five, verse one and two. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers, Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For you were called to freedom, brothers. John chapter 18 says, chapter 18 says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. So what am I saying? Our freedom began with still belongs to and is dependent on Jesus Christ as a nation and as an individual. For freedom to even mean anything, you have to ask yourself two questions. What are we being freed from? And what's the cost? In order for freedom to be had, there had to be an action leading up to the point of freedom. Everybody in this room, watching online, across the entire world, we all have two two problems in common that we cannot solve. We have a sin problem And we have a grave problem. No matter how hard you try, you can't remove your own sin. And whether you want to believe it or not, there's a six foot deep grave waiting on you at some point. So we're back to the question. If there's freedom, what are we being freed from? And what's the cost? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. And you were dead in in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now in work, 
at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of, of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So you have two types of people. You're either a child of God, or you're a son of disobedience. You're a child of the prince of the power of the air. There is no in-between. You are either one, or you're the other. And if you're still living in your sin, the penalty to sin is death. Loss of spiritual life. You know how many sins it took to get you there? Just one, you're right. Just one sin, that's all it took. And if you're one of those people that say, well, Brother Josh, I've never sinned, so I'll be okay. Well, you just lied. And that's a, thank you. Okay, glad we got that out of the way. If we can't remove our own sin, and the penalty to sin is death, well, folks, we got a problem here, right? But there's a solution to the problem. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on the behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Him, Christ. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So 2,000 plus years ago, there was a baby born of a Virgin Mary. His name is Jesus, God in flesh. He's the only man who's ever walked on this earth who was absolutely perfect. He never sinned. He never made one mistake, 100% innocent. Jesus, in all his perfection, was beaten tortured, mocked, laughed at, and crucified on a cross. And if it's not bad enough to be tortured for sins you didn't even commit, God said sin cannot go unpunished. He has to punish sin. So God had to pour out all of his own wrath on his own son, knowing that the only one that deserves it is us. Why? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's why. You see, Without Christ, folks, there is no freedom. It doesn't exist. 
spiritually. Christ freed you from your sin. Solving problem number one. Was resurrected on the third day. Solved your grave problem. Problem number two. Well, what was the cost? Christ left heaven in all of its perfection, came down to earth in human form, and gave his life so that we can have eternal life. That was the cost. Folks, that didn't happen. None of us are getting out of here alive. Not one of us. So, what do we have to do? We have to believe in Christ, what Christ has done for you. That's what you have to do. Romans 10 says, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. Careful, folks. I'm not talking about this surface-level Christianity or this surface-level belief that we're seeing in the world today. Not that Sunday morning belief where Sunday morning is the only day you, you believe. True belief comes at a cost too. Mark, chapter 8. Verse 34 through 38. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if any of you would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the sake of the gospel We'll save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of of his father with the holy angels. So once again, folks, Christ took the cross for us and that's your only shot at freedom. But is that enough for you to lay down your life for Christ? That's the decision you gotta make. Okay. Now I'm not trying to take away the accomplishments that we have made as a country and the men and women that have served this country, I am one of those people. I've spent nine years in the Army National Guard. I did a 15-month deployment to Iraq. You can't help but think about those people on a day like today that have gone before us to make this nation what it is today. Two thousand and three. 
I went to basic training, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Some of the most physical, it's, it's physically tough, mentally tough, and emotionally tough. And when you get to basic training, they give you a battle buddy. Now, a battle buddy is somebody that you look out for them, they look out for you, you build relationships, you get to know this guy like you know your family. Like, that's how tight you are. My battle buddy's name was Brian. One time when we were, we were in basic training, I don't know what happened. I still don't know what happened until today. I, I walked into the bathroom, the latrine, what the military calls it, and I don't know what this guy's problem was that was sitting over here, but he was mad, and he thought it was me, and I don't know why, but I, he got me in this headlock. And I was laying on the floor just... I mean, this guy was squeezing the life out of me. And I was just about to go out. And I hear this big thud. And I look up. There stands my battle buddy. And he says, man, I thought that guy was going to kill you. I said, yeah, I felt like it. <laughs> I mean, this is a tight bond you have. So fast forward, 2005, January, get orders to go overseas. I'd already told you I spent some time in Iraq. So we were there. Once again, probably some of the best times of my life and probably also some of the hardest times of my life. June 2005. <clears throat> Brian. Was killed by a roadside bomb. He was 20, 20, and he just had a little baby boy. <clears throat> I love my friend. But every time I think of my battle buddy, two things come to mind. One, I'm proud of you. But two, I hope you made it to heaven. Why? You see, I think this because <clears throat> there's no heroic act. There's no act of goodness. There's no act of kindness. There's nothing you can do that will grant you true freedom. The Bible says no one is righteous, not even one. Freedom doesn't come from anything in this world or anything you can accomplish in this world. That's not where it comes from. Freedom comes from Christ and Christ alone. Worship team, if you want to make your way back up. <clears throat> Folks, you know what I'm saying to you is true. One, because the Bible is true from cover to cover. But also because one of these days, you're going to be laying on your deathbed. And before you take your last breath, and before your heart beats for the last time, two things are going to come to your mind. You're going to look at your life 
and how you lived it. And you're going to wonder where you're going to spend eternity. For those of you who found freedom in Christ, there's going to be peace. And for those of you who haven't, there won't be any. July 4, 2021, God is still on his throne. And he's still in control. As long as you can breathe, there's still freedom in Jesus Christ. But you have to deny yourself and you have to pick up your cross and you have to follow Christ. Let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the freedom that we have in this country. But above all, thank you for the freedom that we have in your Son, Jesus Christ. We've always needed your Son, but I can't see a more important time in the world that we live in today where we need him now. Father God, I pray for blessings over this congregation, but I pray that this church and the people in this church will lift your name as high as we can possibly lift it, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. You see, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight. 